Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. BPI presents Pride Connection, sponsored by Blind LGBT Pride International, Tuesday at 10 p.m. on ACB Radio Maine, or wherever you get your podcasts. Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. You have welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to Pride Connection, and my name is Byron Lee. And usually, you would hear the dulcet tones of Anthony Corona welcoming you to the show, but um, we are waiting for Anthony and Gabriel to join us in the Zoom room. So while we wait for them to come, we are going to tell you a little bit about a promotion that we are running. Um, so. If you guys notice, we just used the classic Pride Connection opening, um, and, you know, the one that we have been hearing for the uh, year or so that we've been doing this show. Uh, we have a whole we have a whole bunch of versions of Rainbow Connection that we would like for uh, people to give an intro to the show over the top of. And so if you would like to send us your introductions for this very show, you can go back and listen to the podcast, listen to that opening there that you just heard, and record the same lines, you know, record that same introduction in your own voice. We have a big list of versions of Rainbow Connection that you can choose from. And I will be posting that list and the lines to our mailing list. So if you belong to the BPI mailing list, after the show, you will receive instructions on what to do. So we want your voice to introduce Pride Connection. Uh, looks like we do have Anthony here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Anthony and Gabriel. <laughs> Leah, you're here? Yes, I am. Good evening. And this is Pride Connection. We are all about the election this evening. We will definitely be opening it up for BPI member comments, but I think we're going to do a quick roundtable of the three of us, and Byron can weigh in as well, since he's our engineer extraordinaire. Um, Leah, why don't you start? It was a passionate year for you. How do you feel? It was a passionate year. Um, it was a long year. 2020 <laughs> yeah. has been... <laughs> 2020 has been such a challenging year and so many levels, I think, for almost everybody. Um, you know, I think starting in, in March, uh, life changed completely um, with, with COVID infecting the with, nation. With COVID infecting the um, And I apologize. My voice is echoing back at me. Um things changed for almost everybody. Uh, of course, I began working from home, uh, quarantines. It has been a struggle. Uh, so my hope on November 3rd was that we would be able to come to the finale of the year with some positivity. And I didn't realize that when I sat down to listen to all the, all the election results Tuesday night, 
that I would not know until Saturday morning <laughs> what the <laughs> what the final what the final decision was going to be. I slept very little last week. Um, a few hours here, a few hours there. I kept thinking, I do not want to miss the ultimate result. Um, you know, Tuesday night was was really stressful for me because as I saw the first returns come in and it seemed like so many states were going in a direction I didn't want them to go in. I was starting to panic. I know you and I, Anthony, kept exchanging phone calls <laughs> throughout the upcoming days. We kept crunching numbers. You know, we kept uh, it just creating positivity. I was becoming more and more exhausted. Um, it, it was just, it was, it was I, I, it's a week that I'll never forget. It's a week that is going to be memorable for the rest of my life. And what were you doing when you found, when you heard the final announcement, Pennsylvania was categorized, it was called, and the election itself was called. What were you doing? Where were you? And tell, tell us about that moment. I'll tell you, unfortunately, I was not, I'd been listening to MSNBC all week. Um, I There's a guy at MSNBC named Steve Kornacki. If anyone was paying attention to him. I think he was up for all those entire hours at the uh, board where all the results come in and you can see all the tallies if you have sight. Um, I actually was, I wasn't sleeping, but I was not listening to MSNBC, but suddenly my phone just blew up with news alerts, you know, that Biden had won Pennsylvania and that he was projected as the, uh, winner and I just felt was kind of like I, I almost like I had been holding my breath since yeah. Tuesday I mean I felt this immediate exhalation um and 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 it was it was almost like I couldn't believe it on some level I kept thinking what what is around the corner here are they gonna retract this somehow right now and decide they need an immediate recount. I, I, it's, I've been waiting to hear that projection since Tuesday. It was almost, um, for me, it was just too good to be, to be true. To be true. Yeah. It really was. I mean, but I think from that point on, as the day progressed, I thought, you know what, this is really, this is really happening. This this is this is really transpiring. Um, well, there there are some questions we're going to get to in in regards to this the results coming in and and some pundits um, <laughs> that uh, call things in certain ways. But Byron, did you want to weigh into our listenership on uh, how you felt about this past week and maybe even about this past year? Absolutely. Um, well, you're asking Leah. You're asking Leah, where was she when she found out about the the results? I <clears throat> I had been waiting, like everybody else, for the final announcement for you know for days and holding my breath and and seeing that Biden had had the lead and thinking, okay, it's really close, but but things are looking things are looking at least somewhat positive. <clears throat> there's some hope at the there's some light at the end of the tunnel that maybe we might come out of this with a different president at some point. You know, mm -hmm. I was really hoping to wake up on Wednesday morning 
and have the, the Thursday morning, Friday morning, right. Saturday morning. Right. I was really hoping that the president fairy would have left a, a new president under my pillow and oh yay, you know, but instead it was just same old, same old. So uh, I actually had a doctor's appointment on Saturday and so I was out uh, taking care of that and I was coming back uh, and I started hearing horns honking. And at first, you know, there's this guy driving down the road and he's going beep, 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 beep. And I'm thinking, uh-oh, did his brakes go out or something? And then everybody else started doing it. And I'm like, oh. So I took out my phone and sure enough, Apple News, you know, Joe Biden. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Presumed, you know, projected as the new, you know, president-elect. And I'm like, oh, my God. So it was really kind of cool. One of the few times that I've been out in the world during this this quarantine you know we don't go out you could probably count on one hand the number of times you've gone out in one month and it's like man i haven't been out in the world in a while and the world is really happy right now this is great i mean all those celebrations were amazing you know because i was watching coverage saturday in philadelphia those huge celebrations Uh, i can't say that's particularly smart considering that we're in COVID time but uh you know people were I haven't heard that kind of celebrating in such a long time. Um, and it, it was 12 years. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. I think it 12 was, years. Yeah. It, there was this, for me, a sense of joy. You know, in fact, I left a, a friend of mine, a text message because I think she, she was sleeping when the, um, when the announcement came through and I got a message from her. She was like, I just want to let you know, this next message is going to be very loud. <laughs> <laughs> and it, she basically yelled you know oh my blanking god yay you know um, how about you gabriel such- <laughs> do you want to tell them where we were when we find out found out <laughs> hold on what was that I, I i was cutting off where were you and I- anthony when the announcement came through well anthony we're on air i know <laughs> you, can, you can find a creative way of letting of, of uh, telling that story. <laughs> Inquiring people want to know. That's right. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave poor President Gabriel alone, and I will. Um, I want to I want to first say that you know this like Leah this this had stated this year has just been absolutely unreal in so many different ways. You know the the impeachment of the end of last year going into this year and then COVID and just all of the horrific, horrific, and there is no other word for it, um, infighting amongst, you know, Democrats, Republicans, left, right, et cetera, et cetera. It just felt like every time I turned around, there was something else that was horrific happening. And I'm like, towards the end of this cycle, you know, and especially during the, the two days after um, after Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, I just feel like this isn't my country. This is not this. This is not what I grew up in. This is not where I want to be, et cetera, et cetera. Gabe will tell you that I started looking up um, paths to citizenship and, and flights to Saskatchewan, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I was ready to head to Canada, Saskatchewan. Here I come. But um, Gabriel and I had to... Uh, attend the Florida Council of the Blind board meeting in Orlando. And um, it was a hybrid event. So, you know, people were on Zoom. The meeting room 
was cavernous and it felt like Saskatchewan actually is about 50 degrees. And so <laughs> for the one of the meetings, um, we decided to take it on Zoom upstairs in the hotel room, um, you know, and you can pretty much figure out where exactly in the hotel room we were. And um, suddenly our phones start going like nuts. And his phone was obviously connected to the Zoom meeting. So I picked up my oh, phone. I left, I, I, I left the meeting immediately. I had already, I, I'm a member of the committee and I had participated <laughs> already. And I had, thank God that I had already thrown in my two cents because I, I was trying to hold it. I was trying to know I need to finish this meeting. And I said, no, I can't. I can't. When, <laughs> when, when I got the notification that said, I remember how it said through the voices on the Zoom meeting, CNN came loud and clear saying, Joe Biden is the 46th president of the United States. I, I couldn't anymore. <laughs> I couldn't any longer. <laughs> I will never forget where I was when the Challenger exploded. I will never mm -hmm. forget where I was the morning of 9-11. I will never forget where I was when Barack Obama was elected president. And I will never forget who I was. At. I mean, where I was when um, Joe Biden <laughs> became the 46th mm -hmm. president of the United States. And uh, yeah, that's my experience. And uh, as Gabe chimed in, that was his experience. So now but we've I done it. Yes. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I, I, I know we have a. I, I know I, I heard Jeff, and uh, yep, we have Gerald. Yes. We have Gerald with us too, and I think we had another person actually jump in, and I, I missed the name. Um, we want to take everybody one at a time, yep. so I I believe that Jeff was the first person to chime in, and if I'm wrong, I apologize. But Jeff, why don't you step up and yep. tell us a little bit about your week, election week experience, and where you were when the final announcement was made. And after Jeff, and after Jeff, we have a, a raised hand from Mary after Jeff. So if everybody, no could matter raise what they try to tell you, this is the final announcement. He is the president, Jeff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, where I was at home, just like normal, because the pandemic is going on and we actually were doing yard work and, uh, I could feel the phone vibrate in my pocket with a certain pattern that indicates a, a news thing. So I opened it up and read it and, um, was relieved, but by the same token, dreading what's going to happen next because Trump is never going to want to leave the White House and it's going to get very violent. And um, so that part I'm dreading. But by and large, you know, I'm happy it happened. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also kind of looked into the possibility of moving to Canada because we knew it was going to be a very close election. And if Trump would have won, we both kind of decided we didn't want to stay here anymore, which is really mm -hmm. sad. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that it's, it's going to be ugly. I absolutely agree with you, but I'm hoping that the possibility for violence is going to be thwarted. Uh, what we've seen in the last couple of days leads to believe that, you know, escalations are going to escalate in ways that, but the, you know, the Congress does have the power to kind of strip him of, a, of executive privileges and to hold off certain acts. So, Hopefully it doesn't get to that point, but I think you're right. It is going to get ugly before it gets better. I, Byron, I do know said, that, that that there are a lot of businesses in Minneapolis that are 
boarding up windows. Mm-hmm. You know, in preparation, they're in concern. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Byron, you said we had a hand, Mary? Yes. Um, yes. Hi, Mary. Oh, yeah. Hi, Mary. Do you want me to, yeah. Can I, can I talk or do you want me to Absolutely. Go back on you? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I I've never been on here before. If I can make a really quick introduction oh, to you guys. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, my name is Mary. Um, I live in Colorado, originally from Arizona <laughs> and definitely different, uh, different red versus blue on the map, if you will. And, um, I'm actually a part of the GTBLQ community myself as, uh, um, so, well, I don't, I don't know if we're allowed to mention where we are on the spectrum or not. Um, sure, but go for it. Okay. So I'm, uh, bi, um, more geared towards women, but I do keep that, that, um, the by, um, yeah, as I, I go by, um, so yeah. Um, so basically I saw this and I was like really excited when I saw the email, it's election coverage. So a little bit about my week, I'm a huge MSNBC person myself. Go Steve Kornacki, go Rachel Maddow, Brian Williams, oh, yeah. Nicole Wallace, all you people. <laughs> you know, they're, <laughs> they're my people. You know, and Tuesday night, I was like, oh my God, you know, I was like, MSNBC, check. Snacks, check. Uh, alcohol, well, I forgot to get it, so uncheck. That's okay. <laughs> and I'm that kind of person. I'm an introvert, so I don't feel the need to be around a whole lot of people. I like to just, you know, be on my own, do my thing. This is how I roll. I know how to make it fun. So that's, that's what I did. But I definitely had my trepidations because we were, we had a pretty um, red wave going on Tuesday night. And I was mm-hmm. very, very scared, very scared. Um, and Wednesday, you know, I, I tell you what, I stayed up and I couldn't sleep. And then I finally was like, okay, I'll try to sleep for maybe two, three hours. This whole last week has been sleep, maybe two, three hours at a time. Uh, every night very very minimal and yeah so then on saturday when i found out i had this friend that said um texted me and said mary you need to watch the news i said excuse you um i'm a student of politics i am all about the news i keep on top of stuff i am very much into this type of stuff so thank you but i already know and i'm super excited so yeah i ordered in some cajun food from a uh um black owned restaurant i said you know what thank you guys thank you guys thank you everyone for getting out to vote and especially to those um communities who may face more voter intimidation than they anyone ever should really you know nobody should but the point of this is i thought let me freaking celebrate so i don't want to keep you guys but all i'm going to say is i know that they're going to do recounts just take a deep breath because you know what it's not really going to change. The margins are not going to change enough for Donald Trump Mm-mm. to win. Nope. And I love yeah. my introverts, by the way. I, I, I think Yay. introverts are so awesome. I am one of yes. them. But you bring us to a very interesting point that um, I think we all want to make at some point during the show. And so since you brought it, open the door. Let's do it right now. 97% of black women in this country voted. Mm-hmm. Yep. 97%. Amazing. Yes. Of wow. black women in this country voted, followed by 92 point something percent of black men in this country voted. I don't know exactly what the what the breakdowns are for the men. I do know that it was a lot um, a lot more uh, divided than it was for for women. But 
nonetheless, that is an incredible, an incredible percentage, an incredible number. So, you know, amid, amid all the, all the attempts at, as Mary just said, amid all the attempts at intimidation and uh, suppression, suppression, and uh, you can especially see it, I think, in the state of Georgia, which is still going to go through a recount. But I mean, Joe Biden is ahead by, I guess, about 11,000 votes. So I think when that recount is finished, um, Georgia is going to be in the blue column. And I, I think in so many ways, I keep hearing different pundits say that it isn't so much um, because of people that, that black people got out and voted. Um, they really cared about this election in a way that they really didn't come out for Hillary Clinton in 2016. Or and, even Barack. Yeah. Hello? Or in even Barack. I'm, yeah. And quite honestly, it's all going to come down to Georgia for the next. Georgia is the 2020 version of Florida uh, yep. 20 years ago because now their two Senate races are going to run off. And all eyes are going to be on Georgia for the next 70, 60 something days because the runoff is what, January 12th or something like that? January 5th. January 4th. January 4th. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I mean, it's, uh, I will say about Georgia though, luckily there weren't 500 votes um, as there were in Florida in 2000 separating Gore and Bush. Um, It's a much more substantial number. But uh, I know I know Gerald is on the line too, and I think Gerald yep. wants to chime in. Yep, so he's got a raised hand. Yeah. Well, but well, uh, Anthony, you were saying you remember those those uh, historic dates. I go back. I remember where I was when Kennedy was killed. Mm. Yeah, when I heard that news. But uh, I was uh... still in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> I told yeah, you I'm a day older to... than Dirk. Uh... <laughs> But I, I was also watching MSNBC, and as soon as, as soon as it came on, before I could call anyone, I was getting texts from Europe, from people that I know <laughs> in Europe. Oh, he won! He won! He won! <laughs> from Germany and from Spain, the, some people I know. The, the first thing they would they 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 texted me right away, and I I don't know if there's going to be any violence now. I think that. I don't. Th- I don't think there will be. There. It's just going to be a lot of political garbage there, on there. I, what I do think is that a lot of credit has to go to Stacey, uh, Stacey Abrams. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, she, in Georgia she, for really. Yeah, she she registered over eight hundred thousand new wow. voters. Eight hundred thousand yep. voters she registered, and she, she's marvelous. And I think, and that, and that is what I think really turned turned Georgia and I think and now it's just that he's a petulant baby in the uh, in the White House and what I'm worried and what I'm worried about is that what he's doing now that he fired the the Secretary of Defense and all these people that he's firing Mm -hmm. like he's setting up something that he can just have a yes man there and, and start some type of international commotion before he leaves yeah. yeah, and that, that, that's what's really scary. It is scary, yeah. but I do want to make a point, Gerald. You talk about Stacey Abrams, and I want to make a a, uh, a comparison. Um, some people lose 
like Stacey Abrams did in such a close governor's race two years ago. And they go out and they register 800,000 people to vote. And that's how they that is react a very good to a loss. Yeah. However, then we have a sitting president right now who is unable to even bring, him, bring himself to concede that uh, he did not come out front in this election. To me, He's if you want a character analysis, yeah, if you want a character analysis, there is one right there. Um, well, he how, must be a huge fan loss. of The Walking Dead because he's, you know, proposing <laughs> that, you know, over a million some odd votes are uh, from dead people. So, right. <laughs> yes. you know, I don't know. Is he going to appear on the next season of Walking Dead after he leaves the, the White House? <laughs> I saw I saw this this funny <laughs> one of those memes on on Facebook. Uh, I think it was uh, Andrew Horowitz who said uh, it said some it read something like. Though all the Republicans who did get elected should resign because clearly they were elected by the same fraudulent ballots. Absolutely. So, so it's, you know, it's, it's again, that double standard, the hypocrisy and the, you know, and how come, how convenient that all the states where the fraud was quote unquote fraud was made <laughs> or or concocted were the states where trump lost <laughs> you know what a coincidence and um i just i just have to say that this is my second election my first election was obviously hillary i worked for her i worked for the democratic party and i cried bitter tears but like leah said a moment ago we all stood up and um i love Love, love Anthony. This morning when I was getting ready to work, um, he was playing The View. And I loved Whoopi's introduction. Yeah. She yeah. said, you know what? We did it four years ago. Now it's your turn. Suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> and then she yeah. said, grow yeah. up hair. I want to piggyback on what Leah, I, I, I love that. Absolutely, Gabe. Um, and I want to piggyback on what Leah was saying about Stacey Abrams, because four years ago, there was proven fraud um, in enough numbers to have changed the election. Obviously not, or there would have been um, multiple court cases, but there was fraud. And Hillary conceded, like her or not, yeah. she graciously accepted what the Electoral mm -hmm. College spoke. She took the lumps that were thrown at her all through the campaign. And afterwards, and graciously and add, asked, wait, add, let me just finish want... this one piece. She asked the American people to give the next president, someone who I know deep down inside she hates, but um, asked the American people to give the next president a chance. That's gracious. That's gracious. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and what I was going to say, or what I am going to say, is that one thing that I would like to add to that list of um, attributes or situations that surrounded Hillary, she won the popular vote. Popular vote, mm -hmm. absolutely. By three million votes. By three million yep. votes. Mm -hmm. And the and same night. And they weren't night. dead people. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, back then he was claiming it was illegal people. Yes. Now he's claiming it's dead people. Four What's years next, ago, aliens? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it's I, never going to be the Russians. It's, it's, it's never no, going to be the Russians. No, yeah. next time it's going to be the Martians. Now, <laughs> what what some people have have had this this you know this thought in their mind, uh, and they had the question before the election and before last week. Some people were asking themselves and were having this this debate whether he, if he lost, whether he was going to concede or not. And I told them, without knowing before this whole uh, legal stupidity that he's, you know, this little stu legal tantrum that he's throwing, I knew it. I told people in 2016, he won the election and he still said it was fraud. <laughs> so what do you expect after he loses? Of course not. He's never going to concede. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to hear a concession speech from him. You will and not. I don't, I and I don't predict, know what... No. I, I, believe, exactly. I believe what Michael Cohn... I don't know if you heard what Michael Cohn said about him. He's going to go to Mar-a-Lago Mar for Christmas and never come back. Yeah. And he's going to hop on a plane to Russia and never come back, actually. Well, yeah. <laughs> because he doesn't want to trade his orange tan for an orange jumpsuit. That's for sure. I, I also heard Mary Trump on um, uh, MSNBC right. a few nights yeah. ago as well, and she made it very clear um, that he is simply not capable of He's not concession. Capable. No, I just not, read her book, and an I, I would believe that. Yeah, um, I just finished that book of hers, and it's it's that family. I mean, it was unbelievable. He he's never he's never been uh, held accountable credit for anything. You know, anything he's never that, been held accountable for anything he's done either. Accountable, I couldn't think of the word. Thank you, Byron. Do we have any hands? Uh, let me check. I don't see any hands up. Um, Byron isn't here. I guess <laughs> it <laughs> um, would help. It would help if I unmuted my uh, microphone. People it were, might. People oh, were welcome, echoing. Byron. People it were might. echoing, so I wanted to make sure that you know I wasn't the cause <laughs> for that. I, I don't see any hands up right now, but if anybody else has any comments, You'll I see. Down. I see Rob awesome. is here, but I don't know if we've heard from him yet. Well, Rob? a little bit off of that. What did you hear about the uh, Supreme Court today? Yes, um, I think it, I think that's that, something we'll talk about. You know, because today it's the election analysis, uh, but. Okay. I, I uh, yes, I, I think that's something we're definitely going to watch for sure um, in in the next. I don't know when they're going to make a decision about about the Affordable Care Act, but uh, that'll, that, that'll come out in June. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be something the to Supreme watch. Supreme Court works. They hear the things now mm -hmm. and then they come out, you know, in June with with all the decision with all the decisions. Yeah. Looks like Gabriel, I'm wondering if we could put you on the spot. Um, another one of those uh, numbers and, and poll kind of discrepancies, disparate, you know, was the Latino vote. Can you speak a little bit to that for us? Well, um, depending on on if we want to talk about the Latino vote geographically or just, you know, racial Latino, just, the, you know, the Hispanic race. Because um, the Latino vote in Arizona is what actually turned Arizona blue this yes. time around. Um, and I'm sure it had to do with uh, and, and leaving 
the politics of immigration aside, it's just the humanity or the lack of humanity in which Joe Arpaggio um, painted Arizona as such an awful place to be in. And then Donald Trump stepping in and giving him a pardon after it was mm. proven mm -hmm. the way in which this man, if he can be called a human being, treated, I, you know, you don't treat animals the way he treated immigrants um, and, the, and the racial profiling. A lot of that, you know, was, was what turned the Latino vote in Arizona. Uh, here in Florida, there is a very, very particular aspect. And I am proud to say, and I will say it, I will, pull, I will throw in a plug every time I can, because I'm sorry, guys, but I worked my butt off in 2016. And we here in South Florida, Miami-Dade, uh, Gerald can tell you, we won, Hillary won by a margin of almost 64% here in Miami-Dade County, where um, the largest population is Cuban. And we all know that Cubans are traditionally Republican uh, for many reasons. First of all, they still have a grudge. I don't know how many centuries they're going to be holding a grudge against JFK because they feel that JFK could have done something for Cuba and against the Castro regime, which is definitely not true. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is that... Um, now we have a big influx of Venezuelans. So mind you, Venezuelans who were able to vote because they were granted asylum by the administration of Barack Obama. Because the ones who entered under Trump, who came into the country under Trump, are not eligible for voting yet. So all the Venezuelans who voted here in South Florida were the ones who came in through asylum, through the asylum pro program offered by the administration of Obama. So the problem is that these people have some sort of trauma and uh, you just mentioned something a little bit off to the left and they immediately start yelling communism, communism, communism. Mm -hmm. So Trump played on that the way he ten tends to do, you know, play with people's feelings and emotions and fear, you know, instill fear. So he instilled fear in all the Cuban and Venezuelan community here in South Florida, and that's how he got them to to yeah. vote right. not for him, but vote against mm. "quote unquote" communist Kamala yeah, Harris and Biden. Yeah, Gabriel. You know, the, for the ones here that aren't in South Florida, if you were here in South Florida, every other ad on the TV was uh -huh. socialism and communism. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and it I mean, worked, it was, obviously. Yeah, they really went. Went went full 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 bore against on that. Every other ad on local TV was 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 some uh, some you know, socialist, yeah. yeah, and, and that, if you, you know, yeah, claiming that that um, Biden and Harris are are you know communist, and yeah. and and that's funny, Gerald, because what I've told people obviously they don't understand and they don't or they don't want to understand is I tell them, why don't you compare? Why don't you compare the attitudes? Don't go by right or left. Why don't you compare the attitude? Trump has the attitudes that Castro had and Hugo what Chavez had. Yeah, yeah the, the, uh, the, the, you know, dictatorship, you know, uh, trying to discredit the media. 
and uh, you know firing people who they don't in their cabinet that don't agree with them. That those are the actions just copied out of the history books from Cuba and Venezuela with the with the with the dictatorships that they themselves had had. But these In people what are so democratic nation. Do you ever hear the leader of that nation threatening to send military forces into portions of their own country? Yeah, In Venezuela. Exactly. That's happening in Venezuela, actually, yeah. as we speak. And it's been happening for the past five, six years in Venezuela. How many people I, have died in Venezuela because the president has sent, people, has sent the militia out to the street? What I don't understand is these people, these, you know, most of these older Cubans have been here so many years. They've been here under Clinton. They've been here under Obama. And all those times when they were running, they will keep saying, you know, the, the Republicans will keep claiming they were going to turn this country socialist, socialist. And, you know, if, and the experience is it hasn't changed. None of that ever came true. And they still believe it. Even and though I'm they have lived on, even though they have lived under Democratic uh, administrations. And I'm sorry. And I don't, it, I don't. I'm sorry. I just want to say this. I know. I know. Hopefully, <laughs> I, I I probably should not say this. I hope you know if if there's any of my Cuban uh, brothers or sisters listening, I please take it as a fact. Democratic governments have been the ones who have put in place the majority of the benefits that have helped. Cubans make their way in this country. Otherwise, right. they wouldn't have been able to make it. Well, because one of the five Republicans are against social benefits. Yeah. One of the five largest counties in the United States that benefit from Obamacare is is Dade County. Absolutely. And I think, and I think Hialeah is the number one city in the country. Yes. For, for yes. Obamacare. Yes. Yeah. I, they, I they believe. Have, Probably. Sorry to interrupt, but I believe that Mary had her hand up um, oh, for, for awesome, a while. Mary. I Sorry, did. Mary. Yes. Hi. I just don't want to rudely interrupt, especially since this no. is your guys' show. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is your show. Oh, thank you, guys. I just love talking about politics. This is, this is my type of thing. And, I, you know, a few things I should mention, you know, with the, um, the leader of, I believe it's the GSA. Uh, she she doesn't want to turn the to sign the papers and turn them over to the yeah, Biden, Emily Biden mm -hmm. Murphy. Yeah. Murphy, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for right. Last night. right, yep. Here's the deal, though. Biden will happily, you know, he, he and his administration are are happy to take him to court, do what they have to do, and I guarantee you guys. I mean, unless all hell breaks loose, which it might, but I'm hoping not that we will get Trump out kicking, screaming, flailing, whatever the hell he ha he's doing at that hour, whatever hour it is. <laughs> uh, 1201 on, on January 20th. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I, because if we have to, we'll get the military in, you know, it's, it's, it's what it is. And I don't care how many freaking Republicans on his end want to sit there and, you know, this, this includes, you know, Mitch McConnell and all these, all, all the, the Senate Republicans who are not willing to concede hats off to the four that are, uh, including uh, Murkowski, Collins, and there's a few others. Thank you. But to all the rest of you out there, you know, get over yourselves, get over yourselves because America 
has spoken and we're tired of this dictator. We're tired of this baloney that's going on. We're tired, tired of the dictatorship. And when you mentioned what the benefits, it's interesting that you mentioned that Miami-Dade County is one of the, the five top counties that, you know, is really benefiting from Obamacare. Yet they voted Trump more this time than they voted Biden. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's yeah, like, Trump won you know, here in Miami-Dade County this year. No, yeah. he didn't. No, Miami-Dade County did go Democrat, but by a lot less than it did under Clinton. Right, and it hurt. It hurt Florida in terms. It hurt Florida a lot yeah, in yeah. terms yeah. of the big he numbers. Already, yeah, Trump to, yeah, I because think, luckily yeah. we weren't waiting on Florida this year. So to me, it was a loss, Gerald, because, like I said, we were able to carry Miami-Dade County by sixty-four percent for Hillary in twenty sixteen. So, so to me, it was it was just you know heartbreaking to see. Yes. After Absolutely. four years of what we've been seeing and how, you know, how people can be brainwashed and almost become part of a cult, not almost become part of a cult where they are seeing the actions of this man and they know <laughs> what a dictator looks like, talks like, acts like. And and there, but, but just because the other party is more about, you know, social, just the word social. It turns just them off. Puts a, put, turns them off, and mm-hmm. not only that, puts mm-hmm. them on, a, on this type of frenzy that they that they panic, and especially you know when they you know he puts the nail in the coffin and says, yeah, they're communists. Oh my God, they're communists. I had people. I, I I'm 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 not saying this. Besides what Gerald agreed and Anthony saw the ads here in South Florida talking about communism, I had people actually call me. People who are educated people mm-hmm. who have college degrees. I had people call me because they know that I'm very involved in politics and they have voted the Democrat, Democratic in the past, call me to ask me, but is it true what they're saying that Harris and Biden will turn this country into another Cuba? No, it, it's, it's not. amazing how It's amazing how these awful uh, propaganda techniques work. You know, yeah. with, with that's with why I said populations. these people have lived here so many yeah. years and they still believe it can, you know. That, so that, you here's know, the question. They believe it. Here's the question I've been wanting to ask for tonight. Um, obviously, the economy is a hot button issue for this election, but the referendum of what actually happened did we vote COVID? Did we vote? the office of the president and the decency, et cetera, et cetera, that comes along with it. Were the Republicans only voting along economic? What is the actual takeaway from this? What was the actual vote for this time around? You know, it's hard to say that we've, that, that people voted COVID because what to me is one of the most ironic truths of this election is that a lot of states that have been impacted mm most adversely by COVID infection, uh, the Dakotas, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of those, uh, Montana, um, Utah, Utah, Texas, Arizona. A- well, Arizona did actually end up going blue, although, yeah, they were definitely affected oh, yes, by it. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. But, yeah. But those states, which you would think, because they're, they're still um, just reeling. I mean, from from COVID infection, their hospitals are beyond capacity. You would think that on some level that that would have made um, a difference to them, I think, in 
in their voting decisions, but it didn't. I, I think in some of the states that went blue, I definitely think that COVID was a reality. I think also a lot of people are just, are they, they are done with, they're done with the, the lying, the fabrications. Um, they're, they're done with the, the corruption that we're seeing every day. Um, you know, they're, I think they're done with the fear, the rudeness. The rudeness. rudeness. I think they're done with the, the, um, this separation between government agencies that are supposed to be nonpartisan increasingly mm-hmm. b- becoming, uh, you know, a partisan institutions like the, the FBI and, uh, the defense department yeah, yeah. and the department yeah. of justice, you know, I think that played a role in it. Um, and if you want to talk about the economy, I, there was definitely a sigh of relief because Monday the stock market soared. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things um, that I wanted to say to answer ahead, your question. Gabriel, I wanted to ask Mary something. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I just want to answer your question. Um, I, I think it was a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of everything. I do not think people voted for COVID. I agree with Leah. Because and and to and to quote Leah in one of the words that she used a couple weeks coming up to the election, they um, if if people would have voted with COVID in mind, it would have Trump would have been shellacked. <laughs> but I don't think I, I think people also voted for the figure of leadership of true. You know, the bringing back the, the decency, yeah. the office of the presidency, and the respect, the, and the dignity that that goes, and and you know, being able to go to bed at night, whether you're Republican or Democrat or Independent, knowing that you have a stable person in the White House, knowing that you have someone, you're not gonna wake up in the middle of the night and you know discover three, you know, three crazy um, changing cabinet through Twitter <laughs> situations <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. overnight. <laughs> and and most importantly, I just want to touch on the economy before you go to Mary. Um, the economy is another thing that I think people did vote on the economy because I think people who really understand the economy know that the numbers that are projected uh, and the numbers that Trump has been priding himself on are not numbers that make their way into the pockets of common middle-class Americans like you and I, like all of us who live paycheck to paycheck. Those well, numbers are a reflection of, is, of is the, the stock economy. market. Exactly. No, That's exactly. The first two years of prosperity were was, was riding on the back of Obama-Biden administration exactly. in the first place. Exactly. Yes. And the only people that gained from his tax incentives, et cetera, et cetera, were his cronies and those up there in that percentile that will never, ever be, you know, you will never ever be able to compete with. We'll never get those advantages. We'll never ever be able to take advantage of those loopholes. But um, you know, we mentioned, or I mentioned earlier on, ninety-seven and ninety-two point whatever it is percent. I want to ask Mary first, and and please everybody feel free to chime in. But Mary, do you think that those numbers? This is a this is a outgoing president. Thank you, Jesus. Um, who prided himself on, you know, being the uh, the black people's president? Uh, that he did more for the African Americans than anyone possibly 
and and he couldn't help himself. He had to pull back just seconds after saying, with the exception of Lincoln, possibly, possibly, um, you know. But in this, you know, in the next breath, couldn't condemn white supremacy, couldn't stand and condone, uh, not condone, console families uh, of of unarmed black people that were murdered by police departments, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think that that played a pivotal role in those numbers in in the community coming out in the force that it did? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. you know, this is what I have to say. When you go up, and I'm just going to kind of rewind back to the debates, you go up there and you talk about the Proud Boys and you say, oh, these Proud Boys, they're going to stand mm. by and stand back and all this, you know, I'm trying to watch my, my language here. Excuse me. You don't have to. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I, I reckon I well, thought this was being recorded. So I, it, I well, it's to, actually yeah, going yeah, out Yeah, you live, do need to. Yeah. So we do, we do have we to do keep have a to bit watch of a PG. Slightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm trying to, excuse me, I'm, I'm trying to mince my words here. So I'm not cut <laughs> off the air. <laughs> but I, I, I will say, you know, when you want to sit there and, and you want to condone such race, racist behavior from, from the Proud Boys and, and all these other you know, racist organizations. And then you want to go into another debate and say, I'm the least racist person in the room. Really? You're the racist. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's my whole point. You know, when someone yeah. says, when someone says, I'm the least this or I'm the least that, you're actually pointing the finger at yourself. You know that you've got the problem. When you want to go in there and you want to say, I'm the least racist person, you are the most racist person and then when you want to sit there and i i, I do want to bring up healthcare for one quick second and i'll and then i'll uh, mute myself and let you guys talk but we're talking covid and we're talking you know we're over 240,000 deaths we're over 10.1 million cases we've mm -hmm. got morgues to the brim we've got we don't even know what the hell we're gonna you know stick everybody and hospitals are almost a capacity I and mean, then you've got field hospitals you've got all this crazy yeah. stuff going on and you know, and, and, and Trump says, oh, we're, we're rounding the corner. This, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know if you, mm -hmm. yeah. So you, you want to sit there and you want to give out this, this fake news and be anti-science and anti, you know, health, healthcare, anti-science. You know, a lot of people that are not recovering from COVID, yes, obviously people with pre-existing conditions are at much higher risk. Um, but you know, people of other races, people of color. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's just, that's just what's going on. I mean, obviously, regardless of, of, of where you come from, you are susceptible to getting COVID, but it's just one of those things. And then when you want to sit there and you want to negate the science and, and you want to just, you know, just slap a bunch of fake news in people's faces. You know, I, I, all I can say is I really, really, really hope that people wake up and realize that what he's saying is absolutely not true. And I, I, that, that, that's all I can say. And I am so freaking glad we've only got 75 more days, but the problem is we have to be careful because from yes. my understanding, there's a national security threat and there's, it's, it's just, it's going to be mayhem. It's going to be mayhem, but I, I, <laughs> I thank you for letting me talk. I'll, I, I will, <laughs> let you. you guys let you guys thank talk. You. This yeah. is this is awesome. And, and thank you so Leah, much, Mary, for, for for joining us. I, I just wanted yes. to point that out. Thank you for a new member, you know, really or or somebody has not 
uh, participated before joining us. Really, that we appreciate new voices. Um, Absolutely. I just I just wanted to point something out because it, I don't want it to be overlooked um, on, an, on another angle here. Um, I do think that some of the vote, quite frankly, was for Kamala Harris at, at you know the first female vice presidential candidate that won national office, uh, a black woman, Asian, Asian woman. Um, I, I think that's something that is really important to um, make note of. Um, I think she really helped Biden's ticket drastically. And I also want to point out that I think one of the most memorable moments for me Saturday was, was listening to her speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, her yeah. speech to me was the thing that, that brought tears to my eyes and her really speaking to young women and, and to their hopes and wishes. And I'm thinking of all maybe the, the, the preteens and teenagers and, and girls sitting there you know, Saturday night who really understand, Hey, I can, I can do this too. I could maybe be president. You know, I, I, this, this happened, you know, um, I also want to point out too, so that it doesn't get overlooked that I think for the first time Biden mentioned, uh, people with disabilities in his acceptance speech. And he also mentioned (laughs) transgender people. Mm -hmm. To me, those were first. I don't believe that has not occurred before. It hasn't. I also want to point out while while we're on the record of making sure that things aren't left out, and I'll do it in a funny way, but I think that there are many, many, many marriages across the country that are, uh, you know, going through strife because the white suburban female vote also went highly, highly, Mm -hmm. highly democratic. And I would imagine that there are plenty of dinner table or, uh, you know, (laughs) non uh, separate bed conversations going on because of voting. But uh, yeah, no, we definitely want to recognize also that white, basically women in general, period, put this over the top. Um, And and that really does need to be noted. Just a a point of trivia. Kamala Kamala Harris is not the first non-white person to hold the office of vice president. Do you know that? No, who was? No, I do not. She is the first female, but who was who who preceded her in terms of minority? Vice President Curtis under Herbert Hoover was was half Native American and was raised on an Indian reservation. I did not know that. Oh, interesting. Wow, we you could, just, I had no just idea. A, just a point of a, hey. a little trivia. <laughs> cool, cool to know. Thanks, Gerald. Well, I also <laughs> want like to throw in. <laughs> well, I also want to throw in a, a funny comment, like Anthony said a moment ago. But mine is between funny and bragging. Um, I, I, when Leah mentioned how Kamala Harris um, also uh, tilt the the balance towards you know blue in the uh in the general uh result of everything i really hope she remembers when i hugged her in a stage um two years ago here in miami and uh and we had i have a picture which is on all over facebook (laughs) with her and she's only gonna remember (laughs) pass i know i know well as long as she remembers one of us no but what i really want her what i really hope she remembers is that uh, before anything or any of uh, before any of the nomination process was all open 
or debates or anything internally with a Democratic Party. I hugged her and I tell you, I told her, thank you for this amazing moment in my life. And I went close to her ear and I said, Madam President 2020. And she started <laughs> laughing. <laughs> well, you yeah, might be a couple before, of years off, but. Uh... I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. But I was we close. have to end the show, do you have any final comments or thoughts? No. All right, Byron or Jeff, if you're still here, we want to give our BPI family a chance. Any final thoughts, anyone? You know, I did just want to quickly say, um, you know, people seem to think at a very surface level a lot of, a lot of times and, and they respond to gut feelings or they respond to patterns of speech like, oh, you know, I like him. He seems like a really, uh, you know, like a really confident guy. And you'll notice that Trump will say things like, well, we, we're doing very good things. Uh, they're doing very bad things. We're very strong. We're very strong people. He's very sleepy, sleepy Joe. You know, yeah. you know they, they don't yeah. think on like he did well, this. He, he said that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just can't believe that so many people voted for someone who doesn't really say what he's going to do or what he really thinks. He just speaks in broad terms and people just go with it. And they, they, they I'm voting for him because he thinks like me. Well, he didn't tell you what he actually thinks. He just made you think he thinks like you. <laughs> well, and that's later on, if anyone is listening to this podcast and has any comments that you'd like us to post to our general discussion list, or you'd like to get in on the conversation, you can go to blind lgbtpride.org where you can hit the membership email and forward us. You can also hit our join button. And if you like this conversation, search ACB Pride Connection in any of your podcast catchers, and you will see some amazing conversations, including one with one of the very first transgender state representatives in West Virginia and um, a lot of other political conversations along the way and a lot of other LGBTQ education. Leah, you know what time it is, don't you? Oh, it's the, it's the, it's Howdy the mean duty mistress time. time. <laughs> the mean mistress has arrived, the, mistress. the time stealer. So once again, we must end this program. This has been such a lively discussion. And thank you to all the, all the BPI <laughs> members who joined us tonight and added it. And Gerald, who, you know, had, had some great trivia tonight. I learned something yeah. new and, uh, <laughs> Just thank you, everybody, and everybody. Um, stay safe. Keep, yep. keep, keep. Uh, you know, keep attention to what's going on around you. We have seventy some odd days to get through, but I think we're gonna make it. We've gotten this far, so. And keep wearing those masks. Yes, yep. please wear your masks and peace to everybody. Good night. Good night. You have been nice. listening to Pride Connection, sponsored by Blind LGBT Pride International. For more information, go to blindlgbtpride.org. Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers.